0: Hayya ala the one Hayya the ايان الفلاح الله أكبر الله أكبر Yeah! No.
1: رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد الأنبياء والمسلين وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين عما بعد الفقر قال الله تعالى في القرآن المدينه الفرقان فرقان الحميد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين أمنوا ولا تتخذوا عدوي وعدوكم أولياء تلقون إليهم للمودة إلى آخر الآية in the beginning of the 12th century, the Gregorian calendar, and around the 6th century. Hijri calendar, we find <coughs> that the Khilafat of that time was the Abbasid Khilafat Musta was the name of the Khalifa of that time, and the Khilafat was such that the Abbasid Khilafat uh, ruled for about five hundred and eight years. The second part of the Khilafat was ruled under sultans that had power over the Khalif, although the Khalif was there, but he never had total power, just like of today, we know of England, where the queen is there, and the government and the president or those that are under, we are making the rules and calling the shots, so like that the second half of the khilafat of the Abbasid, Abbasid khilafat, was ruled by two groups. In the first half of the second half was ruled by the Buwayhids. Those were the Shias. And they had a great rule over the Abbasid Khilafat. And then, by the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had given victory again to the Sunnis, we find that the Suljuk dynasty had come up for the last part of the Abbasid Khilafat. <laughs> and at that time, 11th century, 12th century, the caliph was Mustaza and the Sultan of the Seljuks was Mahmud, who was in control of the Khilafat, in control of the Khalifa. But also, we find that weakness had come into the Seljuks as well. Weakness had entered into them brothers in fighting there was two brothers was muhammad amberqyad these two were fighting over position over leadership and this now brought about weakness also in the ummah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam weakness in the ummah weakness in the Khilafat, weakness among the sunnis and what happened was that the christians the crusaders on the christians of the west and also the christians in the byzantine empire they had also now seen the weakness of the muslims they had gained power and they decided urban Pope urban the second in italy and made a call amongst the Christians to the Christian them well that now they must make an army and as we know this army was the crusaders who had come forth at that time. This was about ten ninety nine and they came in the conquered Muslim lands. The first of these lands was Edessa in Greece and Antioch in Turkey and Tripoli in today's Lebanon. And then they went and also taken, we you know, Jerusalem. So in 1099, the holy land, the land of Anbiya, from the time of Adi Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, was in the hands of the Muslimin, and they had went and massacred and conquered Jerusalem, as we mentioned, that about 70,000 certain rivayet, Muslims were killed. And they were ruthless people, crusaders, they had no mercy <coughs> It is mentioned that they even took a child or he used to take children and he used to say in God's will. And he used to spin the child around and crush his head on the wall. So these were the evil of the crusaders and how they had taken Jerusalem. <coughs> at that time, I respected all the brothers to find that the Muslims had no power. The Muslims were in fighting, as I had mentioned, Muhammad and Barakim they were fighting amongst (laughs) each another. And Mustazar also, who was the Khalifa of the the Abbasids. had warned them, and he encouraged them, and he advised them that, why don't you come together? Why don't you come together, remove the fighting, and face the crusaders together with a united United front. And like that, you will remove the crusaders to no avail. They continue to fight. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran, Ya ayyuhal lazeena amanu, ati'u Allah wa ati'u Rasul. rasool wa la tanaza'u fa wa tazhaba reeehukum. But all you who believe, be obedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, be obedient to the Rasul and la tanaza'u, don't have this interfighting. don't have argument, disputes unnecessarily, but now we'll remove your power and that united front that you can face the enemy with <coughs> will be lost. Your power will be gone. It is a lesson expected elders than brothers. At the same time in, in, in the current time in the world, we are also of the same where we have lost all power because we are not united. The Muslims are not united. And because of this you no know, unity, we find that there is nobody, there's nobody who can stand in front of the Kufar, nobody who can protect the Muslim from from the Kufar when they are trying to take over our lands. Managing what happened respect to and is what was the response after the Jerusalem was taken by the Crusaders? What was the response of the Muslims of that time? We find they we were never heard them. We never never hurt much the Khalifa we never hurt much the suljuk dynasty. There was a group of people in 1105, about six years after that. One person's name was Abu Mudaqbar al-Wadidi. And Saqih Ali ibn Tahir, he was the mufti of Damascus. And another one of the poet. They come to Baghdad, they leave Damascus and they come to Baghdad. And in Baghdad, they even come to, on, on the Friday, they come onto the minbar. They break the minbar to get the attention of the Khalifa. To tell him that so, you know what is happening in Jerusalem, what is happening in Beit al Muqaddas. Do something, say something, send the armies such a huge army, the Shilafir, such a big Muslim army. Do something, send them to remove the kuffar and, and crusaders from Jerusalem. But instead of helping and assisting these people who responded to the call of Jerusalem, who said they punished. And was, the Muslim world was so much in the indulgence of this dunya that they coming on that Friday, it coincided with the wife of the Khalif coming from Isfahan. And because of that, they wanted to punish the Mufti of the time. Why he brought about this thing and why he's talking about Jerusalem. respect to the brothers, we find history repeats itself. When we hear the stories about people trying to make du'a for Jerusalem, al-Muqaddas in the Haram Sharif, people are being imprisoned and and and, and the guards are troubling them because they are making du'a because they are wearing a scarf of Jerusalem or Palestine, and they are being attacked. So this was the weakness of the Ummah of that time. So much of indulgence, but they had no, they were not able to even respond to The cry of the Muslim of the time, Nabi Akham sallallahu alayhi wa has mentioned in the hadith the believers are like one body, but if a portion of the body has to feel the pain, then the entire body is restless, the entire body gets fever. Why? Right? Because there's a piece of the body or limb of the body which is in pain. So, should be our our state. But what is happening in Palestine, what's happening, what's happening in Jerusalem? This should be our state. How can I be used? How can Allah select me for the protection of His deen, for the protection of the Muslim Ummah? I should be making dua, I should be crying to Allah, <inaudible> waking up for the salah. We should not be growing our normal life. So sad, respected elders and beloved brothers, that this period of of Nahusat, Nahusat. Nahusat. evil that passed this January-December period of where evil was taking place, and how many of our Muslims were involved, and at the same time, a piece of our body, a piece of our Muslim ummah is suffering and dying, and is getting tortured, but we are involved in haram and sin, and true contrast. So instead of turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, stopping sin and evil, that Allah's help comes upon the people of, of Palestine between doing the opposite. So, so, so this was the condition at that time as well, that the Khalifa and the Khilafah, they were indulged in the worldly affairs and the extravagance and, and the comfort, so they were not worried about the Muslim Ummah. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always in the Quran has mentioned that, that we should not lose hope because history repeats itself, respected and beloved brothers. It is very, very important for us to learn Islamic history and to learn, teach our children history. We find our schools are bereft of the history of Islam. Will teach you every good of, of the Kufar and the non-Muslims, although they plundered and they did evil and they raped and they did whatever they did, but they glorified in our schools their names. But if you go to even the Islamic schools of today, and you ask them what Islamic history is being taught, believe Islamic schools, but even if you go to certain Madaris and Darul Ulum, what Islamic history is being taught, you don't even know. Right? Because there is an agenda. And the far, that if you lost your history, you lost your legacy. If a lion doesn't know his parents were lions, and he grew up among sheep, then he will remain a sheep. But we don't know our legacy, if we don't know our Islam, and what blood was given for, and sacrifice was given for the effort of deen and for Islam to come alive, and for the protection and the preservation of deen, then we will not do the same. That is why it has been lost. I they say, what's the worse than losing something is to not know that we have lost it. Hmm? But you'll never be able to find it because you don't even know you lost it. So we have lost our history, we have lost our legacy. We have to go back and see how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala assisted and helped. And how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought about revolutions again and again. And this will bring in hope to us. But in this current time that we are going, many our people they are losing hope. But where is the Allah of the Muslimin? Where is the God of the Muslims? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows us in Islamic history, we will find that in 1127, but now just two decades after the fall of Jerusalem, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made a man come up by the name of Imaduddin Zangi. Imaduddin Zangi, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made him a strong man. He was given rule by the <coughs> by the suljuk Sultan over Mosul in Iraq, and he began to, now with the strength of his army, and we began to go forward. And he eventually, in 1144, he had taken Edessa back from the Crusaders. And when this had happened, we find that the Muslim world realised the well, these people are just normal people. These people are also weak. These people they are also human, and some, some, some sense of hope, hope, hope had come upon come the Muslimin, and, and after taking Edessa, a, a a a town of the Crusaders, two years after that, Imaduddin had passed away, and he left behind his son Nuruddin. Nuruddin, then respected all we always talk about Salahuddin, Ayubi, Rahimahullah, the one who had conquered Jerusalem. But we have to look at the life of those before him to learn and realize who was Salahuddin. We have to look at the, of the life of the people before him to find that Nuruddin, Zangli, was the son of Imaduddin. He had, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had blessed him to find that. Uh, historians have mentioned that Ibn Asir has said mm-hmm. and that Ibn Asir was a historian He says, that I had made research of the different kings of the past nations and the early nations and I have never seen a king or a leader after the falafai rashidin better than Nuruddin. <coughs> He was من a person, he loved jihad in the part of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and also jihad upon the nafs. He realized and he knew very well that for the assistance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to come upon the Muslim Ummah, it is not only physical power. We find that Islam, respected elders beloved brothers, never ever trumps because of physical power, but Islam trumps because of the spiritual power. Three hundred and thirty in Badr against a thousand in, in Badr we find because of the power and connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala send the malaika and the angels to give triumph and to give victory to the Muslimin. We find this Nuruddin Zangi was of such nature as well. They had connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He loved jihadi sabi and at the same time, he had the love, a spiritual connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He used to fast in the day, and he used to make the Hajj at the night. And he was very, very uh, kind and generous to the weak, to the Muslimin, to the old, people gathering in the Masajid, (laughs) People used to say to him, why are you giving giving?" and distributing wealth amongst the old and amongst the people sitting in the masjid? He used to say to them, these are my armies who fight for me even when I'm not seeing them. Because fighting in the masjid means turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and asking for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As for the soldiers that are fighting under me, they're only fighting because I am there. To see what understanding he had, that the importance, Respected elder brothers, was the connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he had a focus, and that focus he had was number one, to unify the Ummah. Madhuddin Zangi or Nuruddin Zangi, he had this focus that how he's going to unify the Ummah. We find that Syria at that time, Hasham at that time, was fragmented. And different, different states, different, different Muslim leaders fighting against each another. And he went out with this focus to bring about the entire Sham under one rule and get that strength to fight against the Kufar. And the second important focus that he had was how he could get rid of the Fatimid Shia Empire. We find the Fatimid Shia Empire at that time who was ruling over Qahira, ruling over Misr, Egypt. Egypt, Egypt of today, they used to always ally with the crusaders and they used to fight against the Sunnis. So his second focus was how he could get rid of the Fatimid Empire. And the third focus that he had was how he was going to take over Jerusalem to such an extent that he even got a Mimbar built so much of optimism he had that he wanted to get Jerusalem rid from the hands of the kuffar, Kufar, Beit al rid from the hands of the kuffar, and to be brought back into the Muslim land. In Muslim land. Another very important thing that he had done, this great other brothers, was amongst the Seljuk dynasty, there was something or someone who was called Nizam al-Mulk. We go to our Darul Ulum today, and we will hear Nizami syllabus. The syllabus that we learn in our darul in the madaris came from that time about a thousand years ago, more than a thousand years ago. And in this madaris, we find that Nuruddin Zangi he went to the ulama, and went to the scholars, and he got the ulama to write books, and he got the students to learn about Beit al Many of us, we don't have that feeling for Beit al because we never learned about it. We don't know the importance of Beit al-Muqaddas because we haven't learned the hadiths of Rasulullah sallallahu and we don't know about the greatness of these places because we never studied the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa So he went around in the madaris and he made the men teach the students, ala wa inna al idha waqa'at know that, that, Iman. When the fitness come in the end times, that no iman will be in Sham. Iman will be in Syria. Iman will be in the land of Sham. Ya Tuwa al-Sham, Rasulullah. He said three times, Ya Tuwa al-Sham. Sahab asked, Why are you saying Tuwa in that time is in Sham? Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam mentioned. The the Sham. Hmm? And like that, many hadiths in hadith of Rasulullah, Rasulullah wa wa sallam, mentioned, there are books written that so much Rasulullah emphasized the importance of Baitul Muqaddas. So, this we should be teaching our children, and also we should encourage them to learn and understand the greatness of Baitul Muqaddas. So, when this is brought in front of us, we also have this feeling that the lands of the Muslims are being taken away. Another very important lesson that we learn, respected elders and brothers, is eventually we find that Nuruddin Zangi, he sends Salahuddin with his uncle Asaduddin Shirkur, sends him towards Egypt. And when he goes to Egypt, the Fatimid Empire, the Fatimid Khalif, whose name at that time not the Khalif. The general at that time, Ashawar, who got deposed from his, the caliphate had removed him from his, from his post, and now he sought the help and assistance of Nuruddin Zangi, who was in Syria and Sham, to come and help him put him back into his post. We should learn and take lessons from this history. repeats itself that Nuruddin sends Salahuddin Ayubi sends his uncle Asaduddin, and. He goes, he goes and he puts shower back into his place. But what, what happens? Cut the long story short. The shower again goes against his word. And he now allies with the Crusaders. And the Crusaders now come against Luruddin Dangi. And Shirko comes against Shirko. We got this side the Fatimid Empire, and we got the Crusaders on the other side. And they begin to try to <coughs> remove the Sunnis. Uh, Shirku and Falahuddin Ayubi. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has protected them and they made a certain maneuver and they had got saved. But the lesson that we learned this the brothers is even in current times, that our enemy, if he is doing good for us, we know well there is some plot behind it. Ya ayyuhaladheena amanu, la tattakhidu adubi wa aduwakum awliyaa turquona ilayhim bil Very, very important lesson that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has teached us Hati bin Nabi Balta Allahu ta'ala who was a sahabi who, was, who took, place, took part in the Battle of Badr, and in the conquest of Makkah when Rasulullah was going to take over Makkah he we had some connection with the people of Makkah and he sent me a letter and at a long story start Rasulullah sallallahu found this letter and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed these verses do not take do not take my enemy and your enemy as friends <tulquuna ilihim bilmawada> you show love to them. <coughs> because in the time of the crunch will have come respected others and brothers, we find that the enemies of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, the enemies of the Sahaba, Allah, ta'ala, them, the enemies of the Anbiya, salatu Salam, they will turn against us. They will aga- turn against us. So even if your enemy is showing you some goodness, they know there is some deception. Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, tells us in the
2: Quran,
1: ya <coughs> الله سبحانه وتعالى الدرار وهي الله سبحانه وتعالى سيث رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم that do not go and stand and make salah in Masjid of Dirab, the Munafiqin of that time. They had built this masjid and for Rasulullah ﷺ to come and stand and make salah. Rasulullah ﷺ, ta'ala commanded him not to come and stand in this masjid. Why? Because the masjid of Usisala taqwa min overly you it is more rightful for you to go stand in the masjid the Masjid of Medina and not to stand in the masjid where the Munafiqin, the hypocrites, have built. Why they're against you? And they make you think that they are with you. And then what happens? They turn against you. So this was happening in Qaira, in in, Qahira, in, in, Mithar, in Egypt. And we find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protected them. When Salahuddin time is running out, Salahuddin ayyumi rahimullah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had granted him power. And he also had the same focus. The same focus of how he got rid of the Fatimid empire eventually. And then he unified the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu wa Alaihi Wasallam, He unified the... the, the the, the, the sham and lizard brought them together, and together with that, <coughs> they went together, together, together and an uh, entire huge army, army. They go towards Hevea, towards 15, and a, 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 a battle that had taken place. And after the battle of 15, we find that Salahuddin Ayubi had taken Jerusalem again after 88 years. A very, very beautiful story. The Juma platform is not enough to explain the importance of the story and the importance of the taking of over of Jerusalem by Salahuddin Ayyubi is not enough. We should listen and learn the lessons from from from, from the stories of Salahuddin Ayyubi. And very, very important that Salahuddin Ayyubi, at the end, when he has taken now taken over Jerusalem, he he doesn't enter like how the Crusaders had entered and they had massacred and they had raped, and they had, and they had hurt. But he enters with peace. He enters by showing mercy. He enters with love, and the people have seen that this was the Muslim Ummah. This is the Muslim Ummah. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala make us understand and realize conclude at the end when they were decorating the member of Jerusalem eventually after they had taken it over then they were thinking what ayat is going to put inside what ayat is going to write calligraphy inside the, the dome of, uh, of Jerusalem or uh, of Beit al-Muqaddas and they had eventually agreed on writing the first 21 ayat of Surah al-Taha and in this ayat, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala mentioned to Musa Salam. biyaminika ya Musa. Salam. it, ya Musa. ya Musa. Throw it, ya Musa. When he threw it, then it became a huge snake. And started slithering and he became fearful In allah <laughs> subhanahu wa ta'ala said take it O musa i don't fear so it will come back to its first and initial form so the reason why they had put these ayat over there was that once Jerusalem will go from the hands of the Muslims, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's plan also that he will, bring, he will bring it back into the hands of the Muslims. So we should not lose hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We should take lessons from history. We should learn history, take lessons, and also respect to brothers. Bring dua and connect to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, spiritually connect to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that al Muqaddas is ours. al Muqaddas is mine and yours. If A dua passes and we don't make dua for people who cut death, then there's no we are showing that we are not part of it. We are showing that part of it. So we should make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings the Muslim land back into our hands and how we can be part. Take an active part by making dua, by reading salah, by voicing our concerns, and also getting ready, making ourselves fit. If the call of jihad has to come, we must be ready for jihad to bring back the land of Muslims into the hand of the Muslims.